Stephanie Coxon. And I'm Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women influencing real life. So let's twirl. It's the most wonderful time of the year for shopping. Shopping for the perfect gift, for decorations for the home, and all kinds of other things. But yet, there's an interesting statistic that recently came out. Almost 40% of Americans could not cover a $400 unexpected bill without going into debt should that situation arise. So we're going to talk about the general economy, micro as far as households, but macro as far as the federal government, which might be even worse. I doubt they could cover a $400 debt either. So I'm Kathy Anderson-Martin. And I'm Stephanie Coxon. And we are two women inspiring real lives. So let's twirl. So, Stephanie, um, it's the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday weekend of shopping for the holidays. It uh, is an American tradition. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I'm all for capitalism and buying yes. things. Going and, to debt for those you love. Well, I don't. OK, yes. But buying things and doing things and going into debt, I don't know about because we're going to talk about that. But we opened up with an interesting t- statistic that recently um, we became aware of that 30 to 40% of Americans, should they have a $400 unexpected bill, which would be like a tires or, you know, something like that, or a repair to a car or something, could not cover it with cash uh, and would have to use some kind of credit to cover that. I find that um, amazing. Do you, or is it just me? No, I think we're in pretty bad times right now. And people are really struggling to keep up. But let me be clear. I went a long time without having a cell phone and it was absolutely okay. I totally survived it. I think you did too. I, I did. And I now was, everyone, if there's anyone listening under the age of like 24, they just tuned out because they don't know what we're talking about. That, well, that's yeah. that's true. But, but, go on. but I would say even, you know, I was, a, I was even a late comer to cell phone use. Um, I could care less about my cable. And so when I look at some of these things, I think, do people really need cable? Do they really need their TV? Do they really need to have like pre premium phone plans? I mean, go get a flip phone. That's like 10 bucks a month or something. I don't know. There's got to be something like that. I think that goes into the whole issue. And I've always tried to teach. I have two now adult children, uh, the difference between wants and needs and choices with our purchases. You know, you, I would always say to them, we're experienced people. We like to go out to eat or go on a vacation and or a show or something. So that meant we bought less material stuff, you know, but that's yeah. how we were. But it's a choice. If we do this, we're not going to be able to it do is. that. I think we're, but we're, we're in a time where so many people are struggling and we get the wants, the needs mixed up. And in reality, you know, I think there's ways around this. I think we've been taught that consumerism is a way of life and it's time to rein that back in because we really don't know, we don't need what we think we need, I guess. And that's, that's my, my point because people tell me all the time, you know, like I can't afford to eat healthy food. Right. Right. I, and that's really not the case. And, and so I just want to point out that, that a lot of people have big ways they can cut back without, you know, losing quality of life and maybe even gaining some quality of life. Because if you pick up a book and read a book rather than watch the TV, you'll actually gain a lot more. Yes. You're talking crazy talk, but yes, yes, I understand. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, and that I think, again, you mentioned that like eating, you own um, uh, an integrative health practice and, you know, and I've been, I'm part of that. 
a few years ago, a very good friend of mine who owns a personal training um, studios had said to me, I was very overweight. And she commented to me along those lines, you need to invest in your health, Kathy. And I hadn't thought of it that way because we invest in things like our retirement, education, a home or whatever. But investing in your health means everything because this body is what you have with you the whole, your whole life. So right. it's all about choices. It you is. Say, I can't afford the healthy food, but then you buy junk and whatever. Yeah, it, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. I mean, we're going to, I see people all the time stopping by, um, you know, 7-Eleven to pick up their soft drink, right? I don't know how much a soft drink costs. I haven't bought one in years, but I'm sure water is less expensive, especially if you're bringing it from your house. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, when they get the supersized soft drinks. Yeah. I have no, I don't even know what that is. I, I mean, I I've seen them, but yes, you've I heard have... of them in lore. And folklore. <laughs> yes, okay. no. I mean, it's, I actually just, just to clarify, I used to drink soft drinks every single day in my younger years. And it, it, I looked at people I'm like, this can't be good because all the people who drink them, they like loot, like they look, they don't look healthy. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but I, I have not. But okay, well, I just I think there's like a look about people, and and I just remember looking at someone in particular. I'm not going to say it on uh, you know on air because I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, don't don't um, don't call anyone out for having a soft drink. Look. Right, but I but I'm like that's not the life I want. I don't want the aches and pains. I don't I don't want all that. So it's been so many years, but I was actually a big soft drink drinker. FYI, Kathy. Well, before we go off into the health. Okay. part of this, okay. because we are going to go circle back to that about quality of life and, you know, m- body, mind and spirit back to the hard financial numbers, okay. because we said, Come you know, on, uh, so like, yeah, uh, if this is going to get depressing before it gets better. Okay. So 30 to 40% can't cover a $400 unexpected um, bill. The average American, how much do you think per person in America from cradle to grave um, has a debt load? What do you think the number is? Any clue? I do not. Well, I'm here to tell you the average person in America carries $101,915 in debt. Is that wait, is that with well, is that with your mortgage and cars and everything? That's debt in general and there's certainly good debt like a mortgage, you know, against uh, um but the part of that that's a uh, a little more scary. Every the average personal loan per person is $18,255. Now that would tend to be unsecured debt. So when you mention a mortgage, credit cards, right. In fact, so that's the average debt, that's the average like credit card debt or unsecured loans. Yes. So a person- Oh, that's bad. Yes. $18,000. This one is another one that'll um, strike you. We've talked about- Wait, I I can't move past because those those interest rates can be- Oh my gosh. Like 20%. They're like loan sharks, are they not? Or am I wrong? Yes. I mean, they're, yes, they're, they're very high. And I saw one, I got a credit card statement, which I pay my credit cards off every month, but I got a statement that showed if you pay the minimum, this will be paid in like seven years. <laughs> I kind of laugh. I mean, I laugh, but it was so ridiculous. And then it said, if you pay like, no, if you pay the minimum, this will be paid off in like 24 years. Oh, wow. I mean, it was ridiculous, but that is an outstanding, uh, an astounding number. And it's gone up 13% since 2022. So credit card balances are rising. And um, the other thing, this one will really get you. I was really amazed at this one. Student loan debt. We've heard of that. Yeah. Um, The average student, there's two parts to this, has $37,000 in federally subsidized student loans and another $54,000 in private student loans. 
So let me say this. Okay. This one really irritates me. So my passion is going to come out here because prior to the federal government getting involved in the student loan process in the 1970s, someone, a student could go to school, could go to college, work their way through college and come out with no debt. Once the federal government got involved, it became astronomical. And I would say the same is true off of childcare. When you had to pay for your own childcare without it being subsidized by the government, childcare was affordable. This is a government problem, in my opinion. Well, I mean, there's also personal responsibility because I know what you're going to say, because there's a ton of students out there saying, oh, everyone should pay my college debts. No, uh, we yeah. all made the decision to take on that debt. You were stupid enough to go get a go get a degree in English. That's your problem, not not my because problem. You were looking as a uh, career as a Starbucks. Correct. Which, you know, we that's the kind of joke with the English majors. If yes. there's any English majors out we're there, sorry. we're very apologetic. We don't mean to, you know, kind of. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, my thing with, uh, yes, I agree with you. It's government problem. And it's also goes to that. And that you mentioned it, personal responsibility. When my oldest daughter started looking at colleges, I remember going and getting their little spiel. Yeah. And they present, they don't, well, first of all, the high school, when they would talk about colleges, they never once, I remember going to that little, here's our little program for juniors and seniors. They never once talked about cost. They talked about, do you want a rural experience or an urban experience? Do you want an, a neat art scene? Do you want intramural sports? And I'm sitting there, where's the conversation about cost? Right. And the colleges presented debt or loans. I remember actually looking at little Bucky the admissions guy at the college she ended up going to. And I'm like, Bucky, that's not Is that his actual name. No, I don't know. Okay. Tom or Bill. Uh, or I was just hoping it was actually Bucky. I, I don't know. And I don't know if I called him Bucky at the, I was thinking Bucky. <laughs> I could see you calling him. Maybe Bucky. I did. I don't well. know. But I said, Bucky, when you're presenting the loans, that's not, um, a, that's not an asset. It's a debt. That's right. So, um, you know, they present it that way. And if, and I do feel bad. Um, my daughter had a friend that went to college. She was first generation, has a huge mound of debt, did not graduate because she was working, fell behind. I pity a kid like that because I feel she was taken advantage of for not knowing and not having yeah. someone to guide her accordingly. Yes. And they don't make the paperwork easy. I mean, no. it, it, it's it's really convoluted in the way they present it to start with. And I'll tell you, you know, I have um, I have five children, I guess. People probably know that by now, especially if you read the bio. Yes. Congratulations I, on keeping them all alive and functional. Yeah, thank you. It. Thank good, you. Good job. Good job. But I actually don't encourage my kids to go to college. Now, each one has chosen to so far have one that says he's not going to go to college. And I'm completely okay at that. I actually got mad at my daughter for going to college. I think she's there for the experience because her degree is in entrepreneurship and you have yeah. two parents who are entrepreneurs. Why are you going to school for entrepreneurship? You do not need school for that. But she's having a good time. But she's having a good time. So, yes. Okay. And she and she's actually working her way through as much as she can. We've you know, we've had to help here and there very little, though. She's she's done a phenomenal job working her way through to keep her debt load down. But um, I'm I'm not I may, you know, may have multiple degrees, but I am not a fan of our current education system unless wow. you're going for very specific things. But even when you're looking at medicine, I think that. Oh, my God. You know, Some of those folks. Graduate, 200, yeah. Yeah. Two hundred thousand dollars. You're you at this rate. It's going to be even be difficult to make that back because of the way they are kind of boxing medicine in. 
it's just not um, well, lucrative as it once was. And I think the thing that gets me on the federal government, and we're going to talk a little bit more, move this from personal finances to our um, national finances, but it makes me upset when people say, like, let's just absolve the student loans, you know, and let right. these poor and they shouldn't pay anything. My daughter worked her tail off. She worked summers. She worked in college, two or three jobs. She lived at home. Well, part of that, the final year was because of the COVID nuttiness. And I said, you're not going to, we're not paying for you to live in your room. Right. And who would? You know, every time that yeah. you go by someone who breathes on you incorrectly, you have to go sit in your room. Right. So, but she lived at home and um, she made a lot of choices and gave a lot of things up and she has some loans, but reasonable. And we wanted her to have some skin in the game. We had saved a good portion, but I think when people say, oh, just forgive all the debt, that smacks her in the face and your daughter as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, and anyone who has had to pay their own loans, right? I mean, since the 1970s, anyone who's had student loans and had to pay them, it smacks all of us in the right. face. I had I had two and yeah. I paid them. I think there was a 10-year term, yeah. but they were reasonable you know, amounts. And um, But it's a big problem because so much of our economy is focused on personal con- uh, consumers and what we purchase and so forth. Yeah. So if these folks are getting out of college with $100,000 in student loan debt, they have an I when I looked up some of the credit card debt, it's 18,000 per person, but the highest loan rate uh, credit card um were the I guess Gen Zs, the younger yeah. people, you know, and the uh, um what is it? Millennials after that? Yeah. I don't know what comes after. I, I don't I, I can't keep up with oh, all the culturals. It's the 30s yeah. and under. Yeah. Um that have the most significant credit card debt. So how are those folks going to go purchase a home, even uh, buy a car? I've seen, you know, that car ownership has had some issues because these people can't afford cars. And then that um, hurts all of us. Yes. So it's an ongoing issue. It's consumerism. And we're talking about this because it's that time of year when we're all buying probably more than. I was going to say, we really don't. You know, my favorite gifts are actually homemade gifts. Are they? They are, honestly. Like I, that means more to me than anything. Even if I don't use them, I love them so much more in my heart than I do other things. Well, I don't know why. I hate to break it too, but if you're depending on me to crochet something for you, um, it's not going to happen. So you're just going to have to get a gift card. I'm sorry. So, you know, I, you just hurt my heart a little uh, bit there, but, Kathy. And again, this is no offense to people that crochet. If you're able to do that, um, kudos to you for doing that. And um, I wish I could, but I'm just not a crafty person. So I'm going to buy you a crocheted animal. Thank you. I thank you. Yes. So um, so that's personal finances. But the problem, as we talk about, you know, that these are every um, all of us and as individuals. And we'll get again into some of these things. The other thing is on a national level. So we've talked, heard about government shutdowns, yes, right? And it's a lot of it's about budget things. This is an astounding number. Are you ready? Okay. All right. The national revenue and, you know, tax, all the money that we take in as a country, mm-hmm. 19% of our federal budget right now, 19% goes to the interest and in maintaining our debt. Wow. So to if I'm going to put this in perspective and I'm understanding this correctly, that basically 20 per like 20 Almost cents 20. of every dollar is just going to pay off. I mean, it's like a credit card. Right. It's paying the debt and maintaining that the debt that we have. And I don't even know what the number is, trillions of dollars or whatever. 
But um, that to, doesn't seem healthy. Well, and to put it in context, because you think, oh, but let's no. give more social programs to make people feel happy inside and give them a safe space. Yes, give them more free stuff because everything is free in America. But let's put that in context. We're just, we're just kidding people from other countries. Do not come to America to get yes. our free stuff. Do not do <laughs> Thank you for telling everyone that. No. We're just joking. No free stuff here. Yes. If anyone uh, wants to make us a new t-shirt, um, no free stuff here. That's yes, the new one. Twirl, no free stuff here. But to put that 19% in context, the national expenditures on our military, the people who keep us safe here at home and all over the world, is 13%. So we are spending 19% just to keep our debt going. And I've seen some various economic um, presentations recently that says in the next decade or so, that's easily going to go up to 40%. And 13% spent on our military. So if that's the case, that means that our taxes have to go up so that we don't. Well, I mean, that that's how, I mean, that's where we're at. Because you can't have that sort of debt interest and not raise taxes. But then that actually, if you go back to, I think it's Laffer. Or is it Laffer is the economic guy from the 80s? I don't right? know. I, I think it's Laffer, Lafferty. I think it's Laffer. But that basically means that if we have less disposable income, then our, you know, our economy again, dips and, and goes, right. It goes south. It goes south. Right. right. And so uh, we're in a really bad situation with Bidenomics is what I'm understanding. Yes. And um, I think, you know, I work for non- Obamanomics. I don't, I don't and know. Bushonomics. Yes. The combination. Just basically going all the way yes, back but to now we're just going to blame Biden because okay, he's I, sitting yes, there. I mean, he, I'm, I he doesn't really know. I was just going to say, I don't think he he's sure know. of any of this, but um, oh, we're not going to get into that. But um, yes. And you mentioned something. You said, if we can't sustain this, it looks at um, we're looking at higher taxes. I work for a nonprofit. So everything we do depends on donations. And I frequently have student groups in and I will say, if we have... Um, people, you know, that need food, um, work for a food bank and we don't bring in enough money, but we can have more food is needed than the money we come in. What do we have to do? You know what the college students a lot of times will say? Hmm. The answer to that, they'll say, go borrow more money. And I say, no, if we borrow more money, we're in a deeper problem. What are they learning in their math classes that prevent them from understanding this? Are they taking math still? I feel that we've covered that in an earlier show about the math proficiencies being in the 30-40%. That's true. true. But I will tell them, and the reason I ask it is we either have to raise more money or cut programs and services because you can't do you You can't do both. You can't do both. So you mentioned, you know, you're looking at raising taxes, but maybe, just maybe, and I'm gonna throw this out there as crazy talk, we should cut our spending. What? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I mean, maybe the government needs to do homemade homemade gifts, start crocheting senators and congressmen so that we're not, you know, give that to the diplomats of other countries rather than any other things. And perhaps we can do commercial flights, get rid of Air Force One. I'm just saying. Maybe we could send some crocheted things to Ukraine. Maybe sure, yes. would appreciate they that. could use those as the bomb so that no one actually gets just, hurt. We could take your anger out on people. Just throw your, um, just throw your we're, we're a little off track, but you know, we hear this and we talk here about government shutdowns. And I guess there's a thing that's going to prevent that at least for a few weeks. And then we hear friends of ours, I like, say shut it down. Well, and that's what I was going to say. We, have, I, we can survive without the government. I am certain of it because I think they're part of the problem on why we are like we are. Well, and look at how some of those representatives and senators and so forth who say, no, we have to deal with this, like in the Freedom Caucus and so forth, yeah. are vilified. 
by saying we've got to get get this in order and the spending under control. They they just crucify them. Well, that's because no one knows math anymore. Well, there you go. And they call them what's the word they use? Extremists. Extremists for wanting to balance the budget. That yes. is that you're right. You are talking crazy talk. I'm yes. going to redirect you so that we don't get thrown off the air. <laughs> yes. So so here's the problem. We have these problems with all the debt load and so forth. And then we come to a time right now where inflation is high, particularly for basic needs, housing and food. Again, I work for a food bank. The needs are astronomical. Are the agencies that we provide food for um, saying that there's a 25% average increase in the number of people coming to for help, which I understand because they're caught, you know, they're working and it's a sh- they, but they're not keeping up. But here's another thing that causes pause for concern. The delinquency rate on loans from the second quarter of 2022 to 2023 went from 1.8% of all loans to 2.36% of all loans. And that sounds like, that doesn't sound a lot. That's a 31% increase in the past year. So I think it's further proof that people, um, they're in debt up to their eyeballs. And now that they're challenged with inflation and maybe job losses, which are starting a little bit, we hear about, and they're not able to pay those bills. And again, that hurts all of us as consumers and taxpayers, because what ha- you know what what happens next? Right. We're in pretty we're in pretty bad times. It makes me wonder, you know, if we go back to the date the Great Depression, what were the signs, the warnings, that sort of thing? I actually was looking up some of those things in the 30s, and it was delinquencies. It was um, a copious spending because they were, you know, the roaring 20s. They were making yeah. things and introduced credit because they were overproducing what people could uh, purchase and introducing easy credit. So it's a lot of the same things we see now. And it's a little scary. And I, you know, if I could share a story here, and I hope I don't mess this up, but my, I do have a, I have a great aunt who's 99 years old. She just turned 99 and she was there for the great depression. And I'll never forget. We, you know, our family, um, wasn't like well to do, but it did well, Right. you know, uh, had a, I think it was a furniture store something like that. In Monday, her dad went to the bank to make all of his cash deposits. This is in the thirties. This is in the it's 1929. Okay. Uh, make the deposits. And the bank actually opened up again to take his money because they had closed and he, you know, wanted to get it in there, took his money knowing that everything was crashing. And that's when our family lost everything. So the bank knew, so, you know, they know what they're doing. It was gone. It was gone. And at that point, you know, they had to move back to their old family. Um, You know, we're from North Carolina, had moved back to the mountains, the Appalachian mountains and, um, you know, relearn life again. And it's, it's interesting. So one of the things is don't depend on the government, the banks or anyone else to tell you what's coming. Be aware of the signs, be aware of history, because it will give you a story and tell you where we're going. I think we should have your aunt on here sometime to share that her story. I think that would be awesome. She's got a lot of stories. Does she? Yeah, she's really cool. Okay. She's a cool lady and her brain is still there. Good. So like she can tell a lot of stories. And that, you know, having those, my grandmother passed away two years ago, but I remember hearing her stories as well. And just even about self-sufficiency and some things that have motiv- motivated me in my life, you know, how to take a chicken and make three meals out of it. So um, those things are very important. So we're going to take a break here. And then this may be a little depressing so far, but we're going to come back and uh, bring it up, kick it up a notch and uh, talk about some, uh, make it a little, maybe more healthy and positive. That's right. 
You can find out more about our shows and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at americaoutloud.news under our shows or schedule. You'll be in the know. So be sure to make americaoutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part to share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code out loud, global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. Healthy Cell Cell.com. Code out loud. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all.
we're back and we've been talking about personal finances, the government's finances, and we can say as, um, and this is very, um, you know, generic terms, the average debt loads are up. They are seem unsustainable for young people, for our government and so forth. Uh, and we're not judging anyone. If you're listening and thinking that's me, um, you know, that can all be all of us. I know at one point in time, we went through, I went through some health issues. We had some issues with job changes and our income went down 70% in one year and um, completely changed our financial picture. So I, we're not judging because that can happen to anyone through no fault of your own. And also maybe through bad decisions that you now are thinking maybe I should correct senators and congressmen. We're not even getting to them because that's beyond our pay grade to talk about their issues. Right? I'd like to talk about their issues at some point, yes. even if it is beyond our pay grades. Yes. And we, I'd like to make fun of them. Yes. But we are, we're not going to do that today because in the spirit okay. of the holidays and we'll be we, nice. We do have some of those folks scheduled to be on the show yes. later next month. Yes. Um, and some of those people we like, we'll always have the ones we like. Yeah. We don't bring on the ones we don't like. No, because we just don't have the bandwidth to deal with that. <laughs> no. So nor are we nice people when we don't like you. I mean, kind of, I'm yes. kind of nice. We, yes, we are kind, but, but we are snarky. Yeah. Cause they don't just, appreciate We're just that. fed up. Basically. We're fed up. Yes. So, and if you're fed up, you can relate. So, um, so, you know, here we have the situation and maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe I get very, I read this stuff and I'm like, oh no, where are we going? But we went started and talked about this a little bit in the first part of the show, investing in what's important. And investing means that you put time, energy, finances or whatever into um, what you deem important. Yeah. And one we talked about is your health. Yep. And, um, you know, what does that look like? And what does that mean? Because that is important. And it doesn't have to be anything that sends you into debt to take care of. No, not at all. As as a matter of fact, I think one of my favorite kind of secret sauces of health is your mental attitude. I think right now, um, since COVID, the mental capacity of people has really diminished in terms of being able to handle stressful situations. And if you can change your thought patterns into a positive thought pattern, it will actually impact your health. And that's completely free. And so if you're a half glass, a glass half empty person, you need to start putting thought positive thoughts into your brain. Like just thank you for giving me two legs to walk on today. If you have two legs to walk on, but right. like be thankful for what you do have. Cause there's a lot of people who don't have as much as, as much as you have. So finding those things to be thankful for will actually help to change your mental state. Um, if you can do that on a daily basis and it's free, that's the most amazing part is that it's free and 30% of your health really comes from like your mental, your mental picture. I, I think that's a very good point because I, you know, we just finished Thanksgiving and, um, you know, some of us think, oh, that was, it's over, but it has to be an ongoing way you live yes. about gratitude. And my favorite word, and I've said it before is perspective. And if you can change your perspective, and I think this goes into finances and so forth, if you can look at and focus on appreciating what you have versus what other people have that you think you want, it Which, totally changes then also what you do with your money. Absolutely. Because I think part of our issue today is that keeping up with the Joneses on social media, you know, we can't live the life of our of our friends or our acquaintances and stuff like that. We've got to be really content with who we are and where we're at. And I think that people get mixed, get their values mixed up 
seen all the things that other people have worked really, really hard for. Right. Yes. And they don't see the hard work. What right. They, they think I, I deserve that too, but right. they don't see the hours and the struggle and maybe the, you know, person that the, uh, the struggle to get where they are, they just, and that's, I think with young people, they all want yes. to, you know, I want to be the CEO and they're like, well, you, you have nothing to offer. Right. No experience. You need to get your 25, 30 years in Correct. to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I did one time I talked uh, talk to this college, it's a local college, and I would come in every year and I was kind of like the token, had worked in the corporate world that went to nonprofits and it was for the business majors. And they had, um, it was talking to them about your career path and so forth. And the one year they separated at the end, the boys and the girls, and I had these girls, they were all graduating business majors, seniors, and they were all asking me questions about how they could have their quality of life, like go to their yoga class and do their activities and so forth. Do yoga at home? Maybe? I don't, whatever it was, I got so irritated. I actually said, you guys are making me mad because they were saying, what is in it for me? And I said, you don't have, you have not proven yourself to an employer at all. Right. You, have, you know what I mean? You're not out of college. And I just went off and the person who was with me kind of went off as well. I was never invited back to this very... Kumbaya college. I know because I, I wounded their poor little sad parts, but probably also like graffiti their safe space or something <laughs> on the way out. I was even prior to COVID, but you know, it was this attitude of what's in, what do I get out of it? And um, it's pervasive versus what am I putting into it? Yeah. And being thankful for the opportunities. So certainly recentering your mind and having a grateful attitude and looking at things differently. Do you have any practical ways to do that? You know, I think just waking up and think, you know, find five things you're thankful for, right? Or yes. even two things you're thankful for. Just find something you're thankful for and repeat that in your head and it will start to shift things. Write it down. Even. Write it down. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing I would say along with that is breathing activities. I will tell you, um, and if anyone has not heard of Wim Hof, look up Wim Hof because he's got some amazing breathing techniques that when we've had people come in, they've been on meds for high blood pressure. We've tried supplements for high blood pressure. Nothing gets the high blood pressure. We'll have them do some of his techniques. And that is actually what lowers their blood pressure. And so combining those good thoughts with some deep breaths can just shift your system in amazing, amazing ways. You know, I have practiced that Wim Hof um, breathing the past few months, and I am amazed I actually looked at my, and it only takes like 10 minutes to yeah. do it and it's free. It's free. There's Again, no it's free. Yes. Right. It's, it's, all, it's still free. I mean, it yes. could be taxed in the future. We don't know. I, I Well, they're taxing rainwater. So why would they not tax breath as That's well? Right. Well, but it is free. But I noticed when I did that, the breathing, my heart rate, you know, I do my Fitbit and all that stuff went down like four to five beats a day on average. And I work with a health coach because I've lost um, weight over the past few years and have kept it off, which is more amazing than losing it. You right, know, right. normally I lost it and gained it, but it is amazing watching my heart rate go down. And I do that every morning. And then you mentioned gratitude. I, a lot of days, write that in my little journal I keep. So you're practicing exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I wasn't always like that. Um, we went through a time in 2000 where in 10 days I found out I had a heart condition. We adopted our daughter and she was rushed to the hospital with the same heart con and congestive heart failure with the same heart condition. So everything went to pot. I don't want to repeat that time in my life, but it recentered because as you mentioned, me being grateful and just realizing what's not important. Yeah. And especially knowing that the heart condition I had, as the doctor said, when you had symptoms, it was too late. 
so that every day is a blessing. Every, yes, absolutely. And waking up is free. And in terms of mental of mental health, a lot of people don't recognize the link between your food and mental health. So has anyone had this conversation with you, Kathy? Because I know you still love your gluten. I'm not giving up gluten. I have worked with a health coach since that friend said you need to invest in your health. And it got me. And I made substantial changes, work with a health coach. Thank you, Patty. Yes. And Amber. And Amber. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I meant that. Thank you for telling yes, you. Yes, Patty for investing, Amber for being a health coach that I still work with because it's kind of my thing, gift to me. Um, I changed a great deal of how I eat in small steps because yeah. I'm not that person. If you say you can't eat um, this or that, then that's all I want to eat. To, yeah. To put this into perspective, she would not hug anyone before COVID. Then she was told not to hug and now everyone gets a hug. Yes. I was a anti-hugger and now I hug all the time because Dr. Fauci said you shouldn't. Yes. That's, that's where Kathy goes in life. Yes. But let me, can I tell you though, I mean, in all seriousness, because not everyone's allergic to gluten, right right? there. And there's a number of things I could talk an hour just on why you want to avoid the typical breads that are in our stores and everything else. However, the big thing is the glyphosate that they use on our, on our crops and our, our wheat crops. And that mimics an amino acid called glycine. And so whenever you put it into your body, when it's not organic, and even organics have a little bit of an issue, but when it's not organic, that goes up to your brain and confuses your brain. So your body's like holding on to it. What that does is it inflames your brain so that it's harder for you to make good decisions and it's harder for you to stay emotionally stable. And I tell anyone, I don't care whether you have a gluten allergy or not, if you are emotionally unstable at all, you've got to get off of it because it's, that's the way, that's what happens. It's not about an allergy necessarily. Some people are allergic, but a lot of people, it literally is just inflaming your brain so that you're not making great decisions and you're going off your rocker. Thank you, Stephanie, for that information. You're welcome. Um, Anywho, uh, you are, we hear that you are what you eat. Yes. And I, I didn't, I still eat gluten and we're not going to get back on that, but I do appreciate you sharing that. And I'm sure that it's all true because I know you and I trust you. However, I have changed my eating habits a lot. And that is, I am amazed and flabbergasted at how everything has changed in, um, not just my numbers. Like I was pre-diabetic yeah. before I lost 50 pounds. And then, um, that all went normal. I took in acids every day. I took Advil constantly and I don't, I rarely ever That's take awesome. those things, but it's all because of changing diet. But as you mentioned, we started this, that changes mental things. And then I think that changes activities because we're talking about, we started this about debt and economics. And now you're like, probably might be saying you're going into health, but people self-medicate and soothe sometimes by shopping and trying to get material goods to um, cover a hole. It's true. And I I, I know I'm guilty of that. Yes, we all are. I, yeah, yeah, we, we all it are. happens to all of us, but you do have to get that under control. And, you know, the other thing that I hear quite a bit is that I can't afford to eat healthy. But I like to remind people that to buy a banana is like 25 cents. How much is it to get a candy bar? I've, haven't, I've not bought a candy bar in years either, so... I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it's over a dollar. Okay. So you're going to actually save at least 75% by eating a banana. And that gives you a little money left over to throw a little bit of freshly ground peanut butter on it or almond butter on it, right? There you go. To, to increase your protein. So, you know, you can eat really, really well 
at about the same expense as long as you're buying whole foods and you're making things yourselves. The problem is the the prepackaged foods that people want to get. They think that they need their crackers and their breads and all of that sort of thing. But really what you need are your meats, your fruits, your vegetables or things that are grown, I say of God. I mean, yes. that's that's really what you what you need. Yes. Not the other stuff. The folks I've worked with, Amber, my health coach, always says eat nutrient dense foods. Yes. And um Brian and Patty, who own the um physical training, the strength training and gym and so forth. He will always say, eat what grows out of the ground, falls off a tree. Yeah. You pick and so forth. And again, that goes into that mental health and changing. And, and part of that, in addition to eating is exercise. Yeah. What do they say about the endorphins? But, but did you see now, wait a second, before we go into exercise and that look, I love, I love my gym owner friends. Okay. Okay. However, they will say that gardening actually gives you a more complete yes, workout yes. than the gym does. Yes. Like you don't have to pay. So not only can you get your workout in your yard, you can also feed yourself from your yard, save a ton of money. Yes. And then you're going to have a better mental health, physical health because of that. Yes. And these are all, you know, low cost, almost free things. Right. Right. And, um, I, and again, as you do it, uh, you know, our gym owner friends, they did a, we did at the food bank, a fundraising kind of thing. We called it health circles. We did over course of several months, almost like a weight watchers, but the, they gave a donation to the food bank yeah. and our gym owner friends. And my friend Amber did the thing. My mom attended that and she's been overweight her whole life and she's older. She has lost 55 pounds. And I remember her sitting there and she said, well, I can't join a gym and she can't, she doesn't have the funds to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. And um, the gentleman that was there said, but what can you do? Can you walk around the block? Well, yeah. Then tomorrow she's been walking and the, and doing all of these different things and has lost this weight. The change in her emotionally and so forth has been amazing. And yeah. it's walking, right? It's walking. And, and again, and we got her a dog. Yes, we, we did get her a rescue well, dog. A dog is not free. No, but that was our Christmas gift to her a year or two ago. We got this. Uh, we said, so we, she's we, forced to walk. Yes, but and she so it's like a the slavery of walking. Well, so it wasn't a choice. Well, but no, we didn't you buy the her. dog. We said we're going to pay for the dog, and you can pick it out because you should never. I'm going to say that you should never go buy someone an animal, and that's not a good idea. I'm going to need to hear straight from your mother that this is not a dog of slavery. That this no. is not a force her to walk sort of thing, and she no, chose it herself. No, she loves that dog, and you know it's. Uh, no, she loves her dog, but we did not go pick a dog up and say, here, surprise, it has a bow on its head. Walk it. <laughs> yes, we did not do that. Do not do that, anyone. We have a lot of animal rescue friends, and they could tell you about the dogs that returned a few months after Christmas because someone bought them an animal yeah. that um, they didn't really want. And that, you don't want to do that. So, um, But there are those emotional, and again, it's free. It's free to get outside, garden, work in your yard take a walk. Yes. And it has, so we have been. No, we should probably remind people here that we are not your, your medical doctors. So please seek out professional medical advice before you take on our free gardening, free nutrition advice, you know, free exercise advice. Yes. You know, it's, it's probably safe to go eat the banana that you mentioned, but you can never be too certain. There's going to be that one person, person on that, here that says, this is where I got the advice that went into some right. kind of reaction because so we, I ate a banana. To save, to save 75 cents. Right. And we don't want to be those. So people. we need a disclaimer. Okay. That's our disclaimer. Which is another problem about America and the Sue happy. Yes. But we're not going to get into that. Those people are not allowed to listen to our program. You know, okay. So we have the um, exercise under the guidance of a health professional or direction, eating right, 
and better. And also we talked, we started talking about debt and overconsumption. You know, some people think when you budget and plan your finances, that that's confining and uh, restrictive. I think honestly, when you do that and get it under control, it's quite the opposite. It's liberating when you know, this is how much I have and I'm going, and it doesn't matter how much you have. If you have a lot or you have a little, it's living under the amount that you earn. Yes. And doing that, that creates um, positive mental health. If I could ask all of our senators and congressmen to listen to this portion about living under the amount that you're taking in, that would be great. Yes, I don't feel that they have uh, grasped that very well. I don't feel that their Excel spreadsheet is, you know, helping them to log expenses. But we're offering our services to you. Well, I'm not great with Excel, but Kathy's offering her services to you to let you know when you're going over. She's right there. Just, just ha- she's she's ready to be hired. Maybe um, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey that does the financial yeah. freedom and so forth? I got that uh, that kit for one of my, for one of my kids. Um, maybe we should have like ask Dave Ramsey to offer free classes to all of our senators and representatives, and they could all sit through little budgeting. I think we would workshop. have to mandate that. I don't you think th- we could do that. I don't, I don't think they would, I, I think we'd have to force them or we actually, we, I mean, we can get the Pelosi's and stuff like that and we can offer alcohol <laughs> so that here's your free bar. If you sit through this class. Oh, we could put that as a line item, you know, that's on your true. Expenses. Yes. How much alcohol do you need to get through that, the day? That would be fun. This is Pelosi. And then we can, then we can, you know, help her cut back and well, be more coherent. So she understands the information. We, we have a lot of good ideas. We it do. seems that we have quite simple solutions that could help America. It's true. But, you know, as we share these things about personal debt and economics, and I'm, quite honestly, that's that worries me because I hear I have friends in the mortgage business and I have friends that are in the credit business, and they've been telling me about people applying for loans and stuff. And again, it doesn't even matter with income. They might have a high income, but they can't apply. They can't uh, qualify for a simple loan because right. they're so their debt to income is so high, or they think they want to buy this house. And, you know, the mortgage underwriters, like, there's no way that you right. qualify for that. So they're kind of the realistic. So that does concern me for the future, but isn't it amazing how this aligns, how people are and then government and it's all the same, how it flows one to the other. Absolutely. And I, you, you know, they always say that it comes from the top down, right? Like we, we repeat what we see. And I don't know that that's what's going on here. There's certainly those of us who are able to stay within budget and that sort of thing. But there are simple ways you can. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're getting rid of our Wi-Fi at the end of this year. Like I've just I don't want at it at your home at my home. Yeah, I'll keep it at my work, but I just don't want it at my home. I don't need it at my home. I mean, technically I do, but we're just going to make do. I'm just tired of it all. I don't need a thousand different I don't need serious XM I don't need all these extra little things that seem to make life more convenient um so I'm just going back as as much as I can and saying forget it uh, and you know you can you started this in the beginning you said we lived for a long time without cell phones yeah my husband and I were at a college football game we're Penn State fans we are um so I just need to throw that in there and we were trying to find a friend so you know we're here and there and all that with the cell phone and we kind of laughed to ourselves how did we do this in the past right and he's like well you didn't you know you either knew where you were and went right. and found the person or well what you did was you planned yeah right you planned now we don't have to plan. And maybe that's part of the issue is that because we don't have to plan, we don't think for, we're not forward thinking like we used to be. That 
and I agree with that. I think that's a big problem. Um, you know, we're, we're this instant gen- gratification generation. Yep. Uh, what do they say? A person's attention span. You talked about reading books like crazy stuff earlier. Yes, I know. Uh, and I even have that's, to admit. I'm an extremist. <laughs> yes, you are. Extremist. <laughs> another word for yes. another day. But um, I even admit I struggle with that anymore, reading a full book. Because my attention span is so I read little articles on my phone and stuff. And, you know, I've seen and I don't know if this is true. I have I've kind of seen a little bit of research that indicates the way they do like the TikTok videos and stuff like that actually kind of retrains your brain into that experience where you have a harder time paying attention to longer segments of things. So I think it's something that's being kind of programmed. I think that's why we need to turn off our TVs, our computers, our social media and really limit ourselves. I know we like to put limits on kids. At least I always like to put limits on kids, like maybe an hour a day. Yeah. But we, for we adults, have those rules when the kids were little. Yeah. Before adults, it's it's not a bad rule. Right. And what about that? You watch this makes me bananas. You're out to eat and you see a family sitting there and of everybody or a group of friends and they're all on their cell phone. That's oh, the it's craziness. Yeah. Yes. But again, that goes to that mental health thing. It does. And, um, you know, to surround yourself, stay off social media. I know I sometimes do that. You see people and you think everybody's traveling and doing great things except for me. Yeah. Because it's that, you know, perception. Right. And then you want, you want to go do that. And because you're the only one. Yes. And, um, that, but it's that, a false perception. Correct. Yeah. And then that can affect finances. And, you know, the advice is if you're struggling, if you're one of those people saying we're entering the holiday season, I don't have money for gifts. I'm already in debt or whatever. What can you do about it? One, you can try to get that under control. You can try to budget. You can try to look for free classes through churches and so forth. That A lot of them, the beginning of the year, they have those kinds of things. We can go back to the um, coupon books for people. I will mow your yard. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Who doesn't want a little extra help? It's way more valuable than the mug you're going to get them. Right. And spending time. You have elderly... um, family members or parents. I'm making my mom a coupon book. That settles it. Yes. Good for you. Are you really doing that? I think I am. Okay. She's going to appreciate it too. I hope. There you go. But you know, time is a non, a friend of mine always says it's a non-renewable resource. Yes. And you can't get back spending time. My grandmother was one of my most best friends my whole life. She passed away a couple of years ago. I never regret any, I took, I spent time investing in that relationship. When we go back to investment, you mentioned investing in your health. Mm -hmm. You have to invest in your relationships. Absolutely. So if you're blowing off your kids because you're on your phone yourself and we're all guilty, I'm I'm preaching to the choir. I never do that. Don't you? No, (laughs) don't ever have my kids on here. (laughs) <laughs> I know I do. I have had the, my kids say, mom, get off your phone. Oh yeah. No, I get but, it all the time. You know, oh, I was, I'm working. Yeah. That's, that's the good excuse. I'm working. I'm talking to Stephanie about what we're going to talk about our show and what guests we're going to have. That's right. Um, but the other thing is you have to invest in those relationships. And if you don't, um, that can affect your mental health and uh, a lot of other issues within your personal life. Absolutely. I, you know, I, so I think the key here, right. We're going to change the way we eat so that food is not so expensive. 
There you go. We're going to garden as much as we can. So we get our exercise. And we've had a show about that, about we self-sufficiency have, yes. and why we want to do that for health and practical please, purposes. Please see two shows back. So you know how to garden. There you go. And save your seed. So you're not spending a million dollars gardening. There you go. And you can even go sneak into some pastures and steal the, the cow manure. I don't think you should say steal the cow manure. I don't feel we want to encourage people to sneak into farmer's fields and steal cow manure. But I, I don't feel that's what but we want. But I don't think they would mind. Okay. Someone else is doing Again, the work. You may want to consult with your local farmer about that. About <laughs> lawyer. Yes, professional. we we should. Uh, yeah, we should also say we are not here to give legal advice. Please <laughs> consult your lawyer. Before we need a whole page of disclaimers is what <laughs> I'm do. thinking. We do. So, but I'm, you know, but there's so much that you, literally you can do for you can do for free or really reduce your cost of living. You know, the radio is free for you to listen to. Right. right. If you're buying a cell phone, you have internet because it comes with your cell phone plan. So you don't really need internet. Right. Create your own little hotspot so you can get rid of your your Wi-Fi at home. You know, and another thing you can look at, and we say this, um, you know, the two things you could do is um, reduce your expenses, increase your income. And again, that, that can be easier said than done. But I had one of my teenage daughters who was like, I need more. Jo- I need more money. So she started pet sitting. She started doing something, you know, my 22 year old and um, earned money, Yeah, you know, and I say that that's what our aunts, I mean, our ancestors are your 99 year old grandmother. My grandmother did that. Um, we just had Halloween. My grandmother told a story. She was a great seamstress. She made the kids uh, Halloween costumes and entered them into parades and then would win prize money. And that's how they, she bought her kids winter coats, but it was that resiliency. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and hope the government bails me out. Right. You have I'm to gonna, do something. I'm going to make it hope happen myself. My 13 year old just delivered his business plan to me. And he let me know that he's going to need to start somehow coming up with $1.5 million so he can launch his business. What he, is his business? He wants to be a farmer. So he needs some land okay. specifically in Kentucky. And he needs to buy that before Bill Gates does. Yes, he does. So okay. this is an emergency situation, right. okay. really. So <laughs> yes. yeah, so donations, welcome. Yes. Um, he wants, he actually gave very specific numbers to the heads. I'm, I know I'm going to screw this up, but he wants like 40 or no, 80, I think heads of cow. Good. Yeah. And he has his, he has his breed picked out. Excellent. He wants even more sheep. I want to say a couple hundred sheep. I'm not quite sure why that is, but he, he does. He has this whole farming plan. That he's like, he's like, I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to farm. And that's what he wants to do. But he, for whatever reason in his head, I guess he's been looking at properties on Zillow or something. He knows he's going to need $1.5 million to launch his, his farm. That's excellent. And that goes back to teaching kids. And that's because you're good parents. Yes. Um, Working in a nonprofit. I get these questions all the time, all the time. People say, how do I have my kids care about others. I and mean, you know, your son is thinking about the future Yes. and how do they give back? And I always respond the same, do it yourself. You know, you talk, make it a family thing. And that also I'm going to, because I work for nonprofit, um, put a plug in giving back to others, donating. There's a thing about people that tithe and give and so forth. It is returned. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for many of us, for myself, for you, I'm sure too, it's a faith principle, but even those that are of no faith, it is amazing when you give that's returned. And that is a huge mental health focus. Um, people think I don't have enough money to give to anyone else, but when you buy some groceries or do something else or make a meal for an elderly neighbor, it's returned to you. Absolutely. It always is. I, I, yes. I mean, even I, yes, I, I can't even state that enough. I find that the more I give, the more I receive. And teaching your kids to do the same. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's a way of life. Again, there 
troubling times. I mean, we're not, they don't have to be troubling times. You just have to learn how to cut back on everything. And that's, I think when developing this show, we started to talk about, we were going to talk about the economy and then we got more depressed with all the numbers that we started to look up and research. It is depressing, but you know, you just chip away at it. You stop, right. Stop buying the extra little goodies on a daily basis. And Right. You know, be comforted in your home with what you have or be content, be content Content. with what you have at your home. You know, it's an amazing evening when you're playing board games with your family and you turn off the TV. And yes, and it and it changes your perspective. And that's why we kind of launched into this with starting out with a lot of economic news and then not wanting to just talk about that for an entire hour. But instead to look at the positives that can be gleaned from this and the refocus, especially during the holidays when a lot of us are with family and friends, maybe we don't have family and friends that we wish were sitting at the table. We can still dwell on the good things and uh, go out and find others to bless who bless us. So that's what we have to share. And that's what, and that's what we've done. And that's what you have to do. Go find your new friends, let go of the old ones, find your new ones, find the ones that make you laugh, build you up, build you up. Share your values. Yes, that's huge. Share your values and go from there because wherever you are, whatever you can do today, stand up, step forward and speak out.